I think one great thing about a crisis is that one, we literally go back to the drawing board as a church, um, as a leader, and we're able to sort of be creative through this process and it helps us like to re-examine everything we've done and what sort of got us here but also where we're going hey friends welcome back to a little bit of the calm in the midst of the chaos we hope that this podcast is a grounding space for you where you feel poured into by this time you feel challenged you feel encouraged and affirmed Just know this, this is really hard right now. What you are trying to do, which is to continue to be faithful to your family and to your friends, to your calling, to your work, and the amazing and really hard opportunities that are hitting you right now, you're trying to do a really hard thing. We're with you. We're praying for you. Our team of coaches, our team of content creators at Stay Forth, we love you. And just know that we don't think that you are trying to do something easy right now. This is a huge challenge, but this is a massive opportunity. How we live and lead in crisis will shape us, but you guys listening are leaders. It will shape many other people around you. Thanks for what you do. Please hear us say that. Thank you for how you lead, for how you serve, for how you change, but also make sure to focus on yourself during this time. Many times we're self-effacing as leaders. We're so focused on others, we forget to take care of ourselves, our families, our needs. Make sure that you're taking space, time to reflect, time to have fun as we're heading into summer. Thanks so much for how you lead, for how you influence, and for how you serve. But please take care of yourself during this season so you can continue to lead and love well for the long haul. Today is a treat. We've got my friend Rashawn Copeland on the podcast. Rashawn is one of those guys. He has an incredible story. He was actually a hype man for Soldier Boy, and he's one of these guys who is just bringing hope bombs to people all over online, social media. His book will be coming out here soon, Start Where You Are. He's one of those guys, the first time I met him, I thought, man, that guy has joy. And he is just a happy dude, but he is living in the midst of challenges right now. But he speaks from this season and this space, but he has incredible opportunities through Jesus Feed. He goes by Hype Sir on Instagram and other spaces. He's an online influencer. He's a real stand-up guy, just an amazing leader and somebody I'm looking forward to getting to know more and more as God continues to expand his influence. What an incredible guy. We talk a little bit about his book about relationship, about adversity, and about really what has shaped him through the course of his story. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy my friend who is now a hope dealer to so many people online and face-to-face, Rashawn Copeland. Rashawn Copeland, man, thanks for stopping by the podcast today. Alan, thank you for having me, bro. You, you the man. I'm excited to be on, bro. <laughs> no, my friend, you are the man. I love me uh, at a retreat. We were both there together, and it was one of those. Man, we need to get some time uh, sometime. So sometime before heaven, I should hang out with that dude. So <laughs> we'll have to settle uh, for a quarantine hangout at this moment. Um, I really look forward to to getting to know you, um, man. You do a lot of different things. 
But what I know is you're a hope dealer. Wherever you go, uh, you bring a joy with you. You're in so many different places and spaces from podcasting to really pastoring online. We'll talk about uh, your writing. Your first book is on the way uh, in September. So just uh, give us a little bit of a perspective. What are some of the colors uh, on the palette of leadership that, that you paint with right now, Rashawn? So right now, like, I think this is a time the Lord is uh, just using this crisis uh, to really just dig my roots deeper, uh, so to say, you know, so to speak. And uh, this has been a great time for me to really uh, focus a lot more on the man than the ministry. And this, I think... I feel like this is a season where he's saying, Rashawn, Rashawn, you know, sort of be led before you try to lead. And it's been really a humbling time for me. And I'm sure, you know, we talked about it a little bit before hopping on. Like this is a trying time for so many uh, individuals, specifically even leaders, you know, with so much weight uh, going on uh, right now. So with this COVID-19. So, yeah, bro, I would just say that just staying rooted and grounded in him is is the main thing right now in this season. I love that, man. It's like it's bringing us back to our call as disciples and uh, to slow down, to listen, our call as dads. I know you got three kids yeah. and um, just some of the joy and beauty and madness of kind of moving back in together, moving closer uh, together and not getting as many breaks. Um, how's that going for you? How's the family holding up during this time? How are you holding up right now? Holding up, holding up pretty well. Of course, uh, you know, us being crammed in the house, you know, or, during quarantine, um, we've had a couple intense fellowships. Hold on, quote. Now, it's been good. That's a good though, way overall. to put it, man. I like that. <laughs> yeah. But what I've seen uh, that was very helpful was uh, us really setting boundaries. Because once we uh, got back into the flow of like being you know, stuck in the house, we had to set up like a schedule and be intentional about it. So me and my wife went through like a schedule, like in the morning, this is what I do. I basically take the dog out, feed the dog, get the kids squared away. And then I get to work and then wife comes in and she does her thing. But it's literally uh, been having me like sort of me and my wife sort of put things back at the table on the table and start from square one on a lot of things. And um, God's reminded me like, you know, in this day, I'm not called to be successful, but to be faithful. And, and that's what I'm learning more and more, like, just be faithful, you know, where I've put you and, you know, become more like me, uh, you know, and love your wife and lead, lead and teach your kids, uh, in the ways of him. So that's what I've been learning more, bro, uh, through mm. this time. That's good, man. So with all the things that you're doing um, out there, online, different speaking opportunities, writing opportunities, any place or space you influence people toward Jesus, Rashawn, what's the common thread that runs through all those? The common thread that runs uh, sort of through all every ministry aspect uh, has been literally... Um, one, it's been a drive to see people who are far from God and moving them closer to God. So that's been my drive. I have like this evangelist, like a uh, heart where I'm always trying to go for the next one. But the problem is sometimes trying to go from for the next one, I fail to steward the relationships that are really close to me. And I would just say, yeah, it, it would be to to reach the next one if I were to put it on a nutshell. But I need to get better about more uh, catering uh, to the people God's placed in my life and stewarding those relationships better. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And that's something I'm learning. That's good, man. You you do seem like a guy who's cheering for the outcast, the pushed aside, those who don't feel welcome to the table or to the party. Where did yeah. that come from? Bro, that came from, I guess, when I was an outcast, you know, like sort of cast abroad from the peeps, I would say the people like years ago. Um, Like, so for instance, whenever I was in college, I was really, you know, well known on campus, which a lot of us are who play sports and different things like that. And I've seen like the glamour of, you know, college football lights in Division One and fast forward being a military officer and this and that. But you know, years after that had happened, uh, when I really suffered rejection um, out in Los Angeles, whenever I was uh, chasing and pursuing fame and money, uh, and you know, like I was an influencer out there at one point for a while, and I was a hype man for a guy named Soldier Boy, and I just remember there was a season where God began to strip people away from me, uh, even the girl that I was in love with, and. Uh, all of a sudden, now I've really, you know, suffered rejection at this point. And I remember just being so confused about, you know, everything. And it gave me a heart to like, hey, if God like met me in my mess in the middle of depression, I was about to commit suicide one night and he met me there when no one else was there. My coaches weren't there. You know, those females, the females dating wasn't there. Um, you know, my friends weren't there, my family, nobody was there, but God met me there in a cataclysmic way. And it sort of shift everything for me. And that's why I have that same heart to, to, to meet people in their mess and that same passion right now. So it's so good, man. So from sports star to soldier to soldier boy promoter, yeah. um, man. So let's let's go back to to that season, maybe at the depths, um, right mm-hmm. there. Deep disappointment. What did God teach you in that moment? In that moment, so one loneliness uh, is real. Depression is really real. And uh, there's so much, uh, one, that I'll never forget about that season of life. One, I mean, I had everything I pretty much wanted. I had the house in the valley. I had the G-Wagon. I had, you know, the girl of my dreams who was in law school at USC. And I even had my love for pornography. And I love my sin. I had everything I wanted. Life was fun. But needless to say, the void, the emptiness I felt inside of me really compelled me to go into like the next room over, grab a pistol one night and put it in my mouth. And as I'm shaking with this thing in my hand, um, here's what he he showed me is uh, out of nowhere, like basically my phone lights up and the only Christian girl, you know, sort of uh, that I followed basically wrote me a message and, you know, this message said, Oh, how wide, how deep, how vast the love of God is and nothing in all creation can separate, uh, us from that love that's found in Christ Jesus. And when I was reading, reading, I started weeping and weeping. And at that point, like the veil, like fell from my eyes, like I've been running from this God who loves me so much. And what he taught me was one, two things, victory. We have victory over darkness in, in Christ and that his love, uh, is, is greater than whatever I'm going through, whatever problems I'm facing and that he's, a God um, who meets me there in whatever I'm facing. So, but the second thing is, is that the power of social media, and that's why I devote my life to uh, ministry online is one, because like in the same way, you know, God met me where I was, I can meet people where they are. 
and you know um and that's sort of what he taught me in that season wow man thanks for sharing i know that your story is powerful pain brings other people to us yeah while we think it may disqualify us or push us away it actually does the opposite satan wants to make us believe that because we've experienced pain or loss depression anxiety we've hit the depths that of course now we're disqualified that's the moment that god really chooses to qualify so many of us man thanks for sharing yeah um and so much of your heart for the lost the lonely the outcast makes sense with the context of that story right there um i'm curious Rashawn, what are you observing online uh, right now, just as you spend a ton of time online, what are you observing? What emotions are people feeling right now and amidst this whole COVID season? Ooh, that that's a really, really good question. And it's definitely loaded. I'm seeing a ton of things online and I'm trying to, you know, keep myself away and unplugged for a certain amount of time and jump back in and different things like that. But however, just like you were speaking into some of the perks of pain, I'm seeing for sure that this painful season is promoting the progress of the gospel, uh, which is amazing. And it's really something that has me fired up in this season. Uh, But then the shocking reality is that people, even brothers and sisters that I'm really close to, have been directly affected. And because of that, I'm seeing things like, you know, depression again, anxiety, you know, people that are highly stressed, broken relationship, marriage, uh, marriages are crashing and burning right now. I see so many divorces and people I know going through these things in the middle of all this. I'm seeing miscarriages like because of the stress. It's like it's really real, brother. And um, I just hope out of all this one of the perks would be that this uh, pain will point us towards the presence of God and towards his love and kindness. And I want them to know like anyone uh, who may even be out there listening um, like this pain is temporary. This crisis is temporary, which I'm thankful uh, for that, but it's trying to really grasp, um, you know, what God is doing and, you know, just really be walking with him in this season. That's what I'm learning more and more though. Um, but if I could put it in one line, it's it's going back to the fact that, man, we've been radically rescued, the rescue radically, and this is a great time to rescue those who are far from Christ with the, the with the gospel. So with the gospel message. Hmm. That's a good that's a good challenge, man. Thanks for intentionally inhabiting that space and and being a broker for hope in there. I mean, that's what you do. So thank you for that, man. Continue to do that. Uh, If anyone was a doubter or a hater on social media, they are not anymore because churches uh, and so many have had to adopt it so quickly. uh, And to learn, man, there's power here. There's people paying attention here. There's people that will not show up in a church building that will watch a video because their friends shared it online. Mm, So man, keep doing what you're doing. Man, you got a book. You got a book coming out. Start where you are. Releases September first. First of all, congrats! I saw that picture of you. You got that first paper copy in your hands. You're yeah. cheesing big. I mean, that is a that is a moment, man. You've put your life, uh, yeah. in and your time, your heart and soul into that book. So why did you write that book? Bro, uh, I wrote it, uh, one, because I just felt like not only is it about my story, it's not just about me. Uh, I think it's 
really about one God's story, but also the story of everyone. Uh, if we look, you know, all throughout the Bible, it was, uh, you know, a miraculous God, me, messy people right in the middle of it. And a lot of times uh, we th- would think and look at a title like Start Where You Are would be some- for someone who's a skeptic or maybe far from Christ. But I wrote this book to pretty much um, speak to anyone who is in a season of life where they're doubting, you know, God's promises and who he is and his character. Uh, some people may right now be describing their walk as maybe fresh and passionate and uh, maybe vibrant and full and some stagnant and not existent. But I want to let them know that um, God didn't come for the people who's perfect, but those who need help. And that's the, what message I'm conveying uh, to each and every individual that all their struggles you know, in whatever they're going through, God will show up and, and he'll give you, you know, that new, um, he'll, he'll help develop your character. He'll, you, you know, uh, give you a new perspective towards every single thing you're facing. And, um, with a redemptive, you know, type, you know, uh, yeah, he'll redeem every broken thing. So that's what I'm really conveying in the book, brother. It is like my, my life message. I'm sort of stumbling over my words right now, but, but, uh, it's definitely a message of like one. Yeah. If we've drifted, we, we can go right back to the loving arms of the father and, you know, and just acknowledge that our need for him, he'll meet us in our mess and love us through and lead us out, bro. Mm, That's beautiful. Well, put me on the early release list, man. I'd love to be an advocate for that, for your message. Uh, So powerful, the story that God has given you. So what are some of those barriers that people feel to to following Jesus? I'm sure they're completely on different ends of the spectrum. You mentioned some who, you know, maybe would be considering themselves far from God and outside the family, far from the church. Others who maybe have lost their faith in the process and lost, um, you know, some of their practices of faith in the process. What are some of those specific barriers that are holding people back from knowing Jesus? I see uh, sort of two extremes on this. Um, One, either people like love to choose, you know, sort of the perfection aspect where they're choosing performance over, you know, God's presence. Like a lot of times it was my pride driving me away from, you know, the person of Jesus. And I think on the other end, you know, there's people that just think they're not, you know, one, of course, none of us are good enough for God, but because of, uh, you know, Jesus, him paying the price for us. And that wasn't a cheap price, but a tragic one. God poured out his wrath for him. And we know this, but it's just like, we, we need to like go back to this place where we're broken and we're, we come to him with a contrite heart saying, God, I need you. And that's what my prayer is for this book. And, um, that they can become the spiritual person or the man of God or woman of God, God's called them to be and discover the truth about how he views them and not how they view themselves or not how I view myself. I wrote sort of out of that, uh, you know, because there's been tons of ways I view myself. That doesn't mean that it's true. Like I felt like I was worthless and alone and I was in an identity crisis at one point. But when we do take heed of God's word, when we surround ourselves, one, with the his word and stay rooted in it, but also with a, a Christ-centered community, um, 
they begin to affirm us in the truth as well, and it changes us. Uh, so that's my prayer uh, is that people will grow deeper in that. Um, his, his uh, are their identities, their security, their purpose, and his acceptance. Mm, that's beautiful. My really the the foundational verse for my life is Ephesians two ten that we're His mm. workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. And yeah. that's become the foundation of Stay Forth Designs. It's workmanship before works. As we are sons <laughs> and daughters before we're servants, whenever we get that flipped around, it always gets weird because we end up yeah. trying to fight for our identity. We've already got it. And yet God invites us into things. And I think so many of you listening, that's the battle. That's the struggle is to think if I do enough, God will love Ooh. me. Wow. And you may have even preached that that's not true. You may have even shared online that that's not true. And yet, deep down, you don't really believe it. And I think that yeah. was what I had to come to, Rashawn, is I had, I had to work through, man, why am I working so hard? Why am I not feeling like I can Sabbath? Why am I not healthy as a leader? And it came back to identity. And you know, we say mm. identity before impact. And that's a beautiful thing when those things live in place because then we can have healthy and high capacity come together. Um, man, you're, you're obviously impacting a bunch of people in a bunch of different ways. Um, I thought it would be helpful to talk about online ministry right now. A lot of people are waking cool. up to online ministry, some of the opportunities. Um, first of all, how is online ministry different from in-person ministry? And secondly, how is it similar? Love it. So I love that. So one big thing that I've even, because ministry had, the way I was ministered to was online. That's how I sort of got almost saved, you would say. But uh, I would say social media and online, those platforms are just tools to, to meet people where they are. Uh, I don't think by any means, you know, the Lord, like God himself wanted us to put our emphasis and focus solely on online ministry. But I could definitely see it being a great tool to reach people, you know, for evangelism purposes and also even creating and cultivating uh, communities and reaching people with our gifts and different things like that. And I think that's great. Um, I, I, another thing I'll speak into really quick is I think it helps in other ways. Like one, social media will give your congregation, your church uh, visibility which I think is huge um, uh, because just like you were saying, uh, 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 someone in your church can share it uh, like a video or a post or an image to their, their uh, audience and, you know, their cousins, their nephews, their, their family who basically won't walk through the door. Even their neighbors will come across that post and could potentially be impacted. And there's different ways uh, it's been effective that way. It's also cost effective. There's tons of things like that, but, I really feel like at the end of the day, one, people are wanting access uh, to what we have. And that's the gospel message. But it's also, you know, um, the demonstration that we in in our in and through our lives are able to show through our families, through our loved ones. The whole picture is not seen on social media, but a, a great picture is, you know, of who Jesus is, just how we can, you know, sort of share content with the world. So I would just say, yeah, that plainly, there's many strategies in different ways, but I think just in a nutshell, it's used to, yeah, reach people who are far from God and bring them closer. So 
That's good, man. Let's let's zoom out a little bit and actually look into the future. Uh, none of us have a crystal ball. I'm sure if we did, we would abuse it somehow. But what are some potential opportunities you see, um, you know, maybe in the next season and beyond that COVID opens up for us to be able to minister online, share online, uh, be authentic, and share the things that matter most to us online? Any any ideas of what may be ahead of us, Rashawn? Yeah, so what I would say, um, big time, I believe, like, the Lord is definitely doing a new thing. And I think one great thing about a crisis is that, one, we literally go back to the drawing board as a church, um, as a leader, and we're able to sort of be creative through this process. And it helps us like to reexamine everything we've done and what sort of got us here, but also where we're going. So I think this is a great time for one us, us to seek God. Uh, but number two is to find people who are, you know, like you as well, brother, like who are really in tune with, you know, coaching and uh, uh, pouring into leaders and really cultivate in these relationships that can practically help people, you know, you know, grow in productive ways. So like, I just think it's so important for us to stay. Uh, I don't know what's to come though, bro. I gotta be honest. Like, I don't know if it's going to go back to normal are like are we, literally are we gonna expect to have church online period who knows at some point who knows yeah uh, you know Rashawn, i've heard more um this phrase i don't know those beautiful three words in the last mm. maybe six or eight weeks than i have heard uh, <laughs> over the last few years i mean we think yeah. we know more than we do we think we have more control than we do and there's this simple exercise that's been really life-giving for me um, helpful for anxiety levels uh, in everybody. And those that I coach, I say, you know, put on one piece of paper, two different columns. One of them is what I can control. One of them yeah. is what I can't control. Do it today, do it tomorrow, do it next week. And it's amazing how mm. we actually have more control than we think in ways that we we thought were out of control. We can control our attitude and our schedule and how we yeah. steward, you know, our family and our relationships. And we have way less control of the things we thought that we had. And I think even my day, I'm thinking, what's the weather like today? What's my schedule going to be like today? And yeah. I have loved and hated losing control during this season, but I've needed it, mm. both of those. So uh, I'm, you know, I don't know what's coming. I don't know, but it's interesting to kind of adapt, to adjust. And I think God is in those three words of I don't know. And I think there's a season of humbling that we're all experiencing. So I know way less than than I did. So I would agree, man. But hey, uh, we can at least try to peek around the corner, try to anticipate, um, but we'll certainly continue to adapt in the meantime. Yeah. Um, so true. Because who likes unplanned or uncontrolled change? Like, you know, um, but I think this is a great time to turn our fear into faith, uh, just as you're saying, bro, and, you know, adapt and adjust accordingly. So I love that. Well, one question we always ask guests here on the podcast, uh, what are some practices, Rashawn, that you have in your life so you can remain healthy? It could be any area mm. of life, little stuff, big stuff. What are some practices so you can remain healthy and continue to do ministry for the long haul? Love it, bro. So 
Um, every morning, like I once heard someone say, like, if you don't have appointments with God, you have disappointments in life. So it does go back to, you know, one, I got to make sure my prayer life is on point, you know, not out of a legalist, legalistic standpoint, but out of this draw, I want to be close to God. I want to be in close proximity to him. So I would say, yeah, it was definitely on the spiritual level and staying, uh, you know, uh, connected with the father. And then number two is rooted in God's word, I would say, and it's truth. And, um, number three is, I would say community has been huge for me and not only just a community that's, you know, immediate as far as, uh, you know, one, the household and, you know, friends from our Bible study, uh, uh groups and things like that, but also friends who I wrestle with, like, cause, in my workplace, like, um, for instance, for instance, I have a lot of buddies who are influencers just like me. So I'm finding new, uh, friends, uh, to connect with on uh, a weekly basis, uh, that are sort of affected, uh, by what's going on that I can sort of talk to and talk through these things that are happening. So I was it totally encouraged leaders out there to definitely connect, uh, with people, you know, leaders of your same size church or, you know, even come to you, brother Allen, and, you know, get to uh, get really rooted in community, though, uh, that that's in the same lane that you're in. Uh, that's what I would say, because it's been so helpful even that's the good. past few weeks. That's good. And there's um, even when we met was a gathering of influential leaders in completely different spaces. We're wrestling with some similar things. We're asking similar questions underneath it all. We're just asking God, how do I be faithful and steward what you've given me? I mean, bottom line to get around other leaders, to do that, the resurgence of mastermind groups of things where people are jumping on planes. I say we're jumping on planes to go across the country and meet up. Um, We facilitate those with stay fort designs. Uh, I love being part of those because there's just a, a richness when you can sit around the fire and as great as podcasts like this are to say, Hey, like how you processing this thing that we would never say out loud. So it would be misunderstood, but we would say to one other person, we can let them into, you know, that wrestling, that struggle, whatever that is. Yeah, Man, I wholeheartedly agree. And guys, you're going to have to work hard in this season to pursue that. Because a text once in a while, not good enough. I just texted a friend earlier and said, do you have time for a 10-minute check-in later today? And just to see, you know, how he's doing for reals, you know, not just on social media, airwaves, what's really going on, how his family's doing, how I can pray for him, pray for a few minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour, but just to take 10 10 minutes and say, for reals, how how are you really doing right now? And so, Rashawn, you're the man. I love what God's doing in your life. Um, and stay faithful as a dad, as a disciple, yeah. uh, cramped up and cooped up a little bit right now, but so many opportunities going on right now, man, we are cheering for you. And if you are listening to this podcast, you can learn from Rashawn's story. Go ahead and pick up his new book, start where you are really excited, uh, for that September 1st is the release day. You can go ahead and order it in the meantime. So man, thanks for coming on today, Rashawn. Keep up the good work. We're cheering you on. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for your ministry, all the things you're sowing. Love you, man. Man, stories just never get old of God grabbing people's lives and repurposing them. 
God is doing so much through Rashawn's life and his love. Uh, think about him and his two kids and his wife and how God is using him in so many ways, not only to shape them, to shape people literally all over the world. What a guy. Man, I love this story. If you love what God is doing through this podcast, would encourage you, share it. Share this with somebody else who may be struggling. Everybody's a little bit discouraged or at least disappointed, facing some kind of loss in this season. And we want to be a space of hope for you to continue to grow your leadership, but also a space for you to continue to feel poured into. You pour out so much of the time. If you're a leader, if you're a mom, a dad, a friend, a team leader, a pastor, an organizational leader, somebody who has lost something in this season, there's great hope, and we hope that you find it here on this podcast. Guys, we're going to continue to come at you every Tuesday and Thursday. David and I will be here talking about the episodes. We'll have them drop throughout the summer. If you are able to get out of town on a road trip, if you're able to get outside and walk to work out, to just sit outside, soak in the sun, and enjoy Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. Guys, we're nuts. I mean, we are crazy enough to believe that you can actually lead, love, and live for the long haul without losing your soul in the process. You don't have to be a carnage story. Guys, we see so many leaders living well, even in the midst of this pandemic. Guys, stay healthy so you can keep leading in this pandemic and beyond. Keep it up. We'll catch you for the next episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast.